Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to a California classic edition of the, I'm going to call it the Warriors All-82 podcast. I almost said Warriors plus minus, but there's a post game to discuss. Nate Duncan, who is with me. We are in on a vent level of an arena again. We just talked in person to Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Uh, we're seeing front office people. Like, it feels somewhat normal again. That's why I'm here. It's worth the drive, even on the miserable Interstate 80 between the Bay and Sacramento. Why does it have to go down to three lanes there? I don't get it. There are some points of that highway I do not love too much. But we're not here to talk about depressing things. We're here to talk about opportunity, development, future. Yeah, The Warriors embracing the future. And for night one, it looked good. You know, um, Jonathan Kaminga will start with and we'll get to Moody. Um, the flashes, again, like well, I don't know how many turnovers. He ended up with five, six, seven, whatever. I mean, some bad passes. Uh, you're getting the stat sheet there. Uh you know, some some jumpy defensive mistakes, which we can talk about, but the flash moments on offense, the power drives, the, the more touch than I was maybe expecting, um, particularly through contact. I mean, there was one where he went chest to chest with the center and kind of like kept himself on balance and, and banked it in. He had a up and under like where he kind of lefty chicken wing. You could almost call it an offensive foul, but he kind of chicken wing. I was like, that's a little craft. And then he had the one transition lefty to right crossover dunk that looked like what you know future superstar wings would do in transition yeah that was really exciting and yeah the flashes were outstanding I mean I thought he showed pretty good touch around the rim uh and they put the ball in his hands you know he's able to push the ball in transition dribble well enough got some pretty good separation at times off the bounce or, or out of a triple threat position to get to the basket and you know, got a shot blocked one time, and you know, they got into trouble with the six turnovers uh, some other times, and the effort was inconsistent, but you did see him rev it up a few times, particularly in that third quarter. So as far as just what I expected from him, a guy who was incredibly inefficient in the G League and shot 25% from three, you know, this was a, a nice start, I think, for his career. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things I've talking to a bunch of coaches around and, and, and other people in the organization, I know one of the early, um, I guess, points that they're trying to improve on is that they're trying to tighten up his handle a little bit. And, and you did see it at times. You know, he's driving and maybe the ball gets a little bit further away than he wants on the dribble. And, and there are some moments on the drive where he kind of has to, to stop. But you can see, like, when he do, when there are the moves where maybe it, he, he keeps it there or even on some of the drives that are a little bit sloppier than you'd like when he corrals it back. Like, he's going to be able to score a ton on the drive in the league. And if they can pretty quickly get that handle a little bit crisper – 
Like, he's got a chance to be a really good just downhill wing scorer, I think, like, relatively quickly in the league. Now, we'll get to the other stuff that might keep him off the floor, particularly in important moments in the next season or two. But uh, just as, like, he profiles as a, as a pretty good scorer. Yeah, you definitely like his ability to drive to the basket. And you mentioned that the handle is not particularly tight in the beginning, but he also has at least some creativity off the dribble, some ability to react to what the defense is doing and go the other direction like he did on that crossover for the big dunk. So that was encouraging to see. And, I mean, that's part of why I liked him. You know, when I did my draft board, I had him for – on my board because of his physical talent and he's not he's not a stiff out there like he has some feel some ability to do stuff offensively very raw obviously but he's not a guy who's just you know uh, can't change direction and doesn't have any kind of shake whatsoever yeah i mean again that left or right crossover was like ooh, that was like nifty and it just completely right by uh you know whoever was defending him obviously we know who they're playing against one of the aspects and I'll, I'll write about this uh in in kind of my reaction to it uh that I thought was very notable was the way they played him you know he was at center for probably half of I, his minutes I wasn't exactly charting it but I mean he was how many times do you remember one of Miami centers trying to post him up or, or trying to bang with him and you know he wasn't 100% successful in those moments. I think there was at least two post-ups that were successful against him. He had a really nice strip at, at one point. He, he drew an offensive foul. He came over. He had one moment where he, he, he blocked a shot, rim-protecting another. He seemed to kind of alter it. Uh, it's, you know, again, we're talking so much in, like, 2025 lens here. But, you know, a four who can shift down, downshift into the five, in certain lineups is what he's looking like more than maybe like three four yeah i definitely think the the four is going to be it and what i like the most about you know matching up against your seven who's been pretty dominant here at the california classic there you go we'll, we'll be talking third about annual. third annual yeah we uh we'll be talking about this classic for and his performance here for a long time but uh it's just the fight that he showed like he got two offensive fouls just fighting for position then he we talked to him afterwards and he said yeah like the biggest thing about guarding the five is you know do your work early so he does seem like he can has able to internalize some of those lessons and worked hard i think you know he really like used his effort to get himself revved up early in that third quarter which i like now do i think that he has the natural help instincts and the rebounding ability to be a small ball five you know regularly no i don't necessarily think that but Okay, if you switch and he's in the post against someone, and he's not going to get killed. That's that's definitely something. Yeah, I mean, switchable defender potentially. The passing, you know, it was uh, it, it was inaccurate <laughs> at times. I mean, there was the hit ahead in transition that was like seven feet sailing over a teammate, and then he's looking at the teammate like, "You know, come down with that, man." Um, and then you know, there were some drives where I like the idea of pinging that pass to the corner but you know the he's not exactly hitting the guy in the shooting pocket the guy's like jumping up in the air to save it from going out of bounds you know we mentioned the turnover number six um he's gonna have to clean that up and that may take years to clean that up uh but i do think he has some vision and, and they've even talked you know bob myers even in his press conference and others have talked about like the tape shows like some creativity with the passing and some ambition but again that 
early in his career is probably going to lead to more turnovers than like flashy assists. Well, the other thing that I like too is part of why he was so inefficient at the G League level was they just they ran a lot of plays for him. They wanted him to really explore the studio space as a scorer, and he didn't really take. I don't think he took any mid-range jumpers like he took one where he tried to get the guy in the air and draw the foul and it didn't work that's something that he really liked to do based on his g league tape um and so but i think even the fact that he's you know as a guy who came to basketball late it's able to kind of implement some of these little tricks and just make those small improvements in his game try to put more into it as time goes on that's encouraging so again you know does this mean this debut mean that he's going to be awesome it, it doesn't but i don't think that i could have expected much more tonight than what we saw given you know where he is as one of the youngest players in the draft yeah i'd say the two final like maybe negatives to, that i want to talk about with uh and you know we were sitting there watching it like there's the you know the the jumpiness defensively the you know a guard will show the ball here and he's jumping out and then suddenly a wing is just back cutting him and it's wide open. I mean, there were some, some defensive errors that, that scream of, of, a, of a young dude who's aggressive on defense. Again, I mentioned the steal in the post. I think he had another steal um, where he might create some disruptive moments, but in, within the team concept, you could see the difference tonight between him and Moody, who we'll get to. Yeah, he reaches a lot. And then also just some of the errors that he made defensively are just – uh, a result of not being in a good defensive stance all the time. So he'll kind of be standing up too much. A guy will make an initial move, catch him by surprise, and then he'll kind of almost jump to try to catch up with the guy, and then he can get off balance and get beaten backdoor or on a drive if he's on the ball. But that's something technique-wise that he can probably clean up. But they did have him guard really one through five, and he didn't get embarrassed out there. You know, he was guarding Max Struess coming off the screens and Yurt's having it in the post. And so, and he had so a really good block. Like that that yeah. was an impressive block. Uh, yeah, I mean, you that thought was it was like, a goal attempt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was way up at the top of the square, though. So, yeah, good start for him for sure. Uh, and then the shot was the last thing I want to talk about with him. Yeah. You know, he had an air ball early. You know, it, it, it looks a little odd. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's like any type of like broken form, but there's definitely like how would you kind of describe it? You know, he shoots it like kind of right off his forehead. It's a little stiff. You know, not what uh, Mike Schmitz would call shooting an easy ball. <laughs> there you, go. Um, you know, it doesn't have a ton of arc to it, but it's also like you know. His elbows aren't flying all around. He doesn't really get his offhand involved in it too much. To talk to a coach with the words before the game, and they said, yeah, you know, like his shot is fine. Like it's something that we can work with, that we expect to improve. You know, there's no, it doesn't need a total rebuild. And he made a corner three, and he does seem like he's like very willing to take it, which is important for a young guy. You know, if you're going to improve, part of that is like you're going to need to arrive with the confidence of like I will be a shooter. Well, and I think also, and, and he talked about this, uh, Coach Weems talked about it too, of just being able to make quicker decisions to use his athleticism. Now, you know, again, the way he was used in the G League, he was asked to actually do stuff on the ball a little bit more, and they asked him to do some of that today as well, and there's a couple of possessions where he's just dribbling the air out of the ball. But being able to, early in his career, be at the arc, make a decision quickly to shoot or pass, you know, he, he was like, he likes this pump fake sometimes, but, you know, the like pump fake to kind of get the guy in the air and then draw the foul, which if that doesn't work, then it slows everything down. So 
pump fake and drive or just shoot immediately that you did that on that corner three so I think the third quarter I, I thought really was uh the time when he was putting it all together you know more in the floor game than we had seen in the first half Moody, uh, you know, he, he was billed as a re- potentially ready-made rotation player. We'll see. I mean, he's 19 still. But, you know, like they, he, he probably doesn't have the highest ceiling, uh, certainly not of some of the other wing options in the draft. But mature game, patient game, uh, pretty good off ball, seems to always be kind of moving into the right spots. He, he just shows up places like late in the game when they're trying to kind of frantically come back. It's like it seemed like every tip ball was like landing in his hands. He like followed a drive and it bounced right to him, you know, easy put back. I don't know how many rebounds he ended up with but uh he was again kind of as advertised i would say just like Kamingo was at as advertised as like whoa high level talent lots of uh refining to do and moody kind of came as advertised in his debut yeah he's got to clean up uh committing a foul down five with 2.7 seconds left though we gotta we gotta unless he's gonna play for taylor jenkins in memphis that shit's not gonna fly (laughs) In the, Steve's trying to just get his post game beer in, and, <laughs> in the NBA, I got it, the uh, the Steve Kerr Modelo. Um, but yes, I think, and it was interesting. Sometimes when you watch guys on film and then you talk to them, they're you know we we tend to like impute personality characteristics into a guy just like by watching him play basketball, but. For Moody, actually, just talking to him after the game, like you could kind of tell, he's definitely mature beyond his 19 years. And you know, I think Eric Musselman did a good job with him at Arkansas, and just some of the things that he talked about in the post game, like just all right. My goal today was to not let guys drive middle, and I let let them do that twice. And but you know, I'm just trying to get pick one thing to get better at every time when I'm out there, and. You know, just uh, having that mentality and not putting too much pressure on himself. Yeah, he shot seven out of eighteen, but he didn't really seem to care about that yeah. too much. You know, I think he he felt like he went out there and kind of executed what he was being told to do. Um, so, and, and I think his jumper is pretty good. Like he got in the offensive glass for four offensive rebounds. So he's just a smart player. I thought he did a good job of uh, crashing into the pain and then rotating out, closing out. He just. He's slow on offense. You know, I mean, yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. He just doesn't have a first step. He's not really able to get separation. But that's not something, you know, maybe he can be a guy who will work into the mid-range and shoot over guys later in his career. But I, I don't see him as being a guy who has a lot of upside. But he also, I think, can be playable relatively early on in his career. Yeah, like I don't think I'm, I see him scoring 18 points per game at any point. But, you know, especially when juxtaposes out juxtaposed next to um you know Kaminga who's the other pick it's like Kaminga kind of the flashes of what Kaminga does and doesn't do are like almost opposite of 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 what Moody does and doesn't do you know he I don't see Moody like you said being able to just quick burst to the rim he can't beat guys one-on-one off the dribble whereas Kaminga tonight you know several times it was like catch go oh he's gone by that guy um so yeah, and even, you know, he was trying to get to, like, his mid-range, which, you know, he likes, like, the – Moody likes, like, the 14-footer, which I can see, you know, especially in high school, even in college, like, yeah, Arkansas, sure, fine. Like, go do that at Arkansas. That's probably better than, than if you ran offense at times. But in the NBA, particularly on the Warriors, in the in his first few seasons, spot up in the corner, spot up on the wing at times, shoot the three, looks 
pretty, form looks good, hit a couple tonight, and then defend uh, and defend smartly and, you know, rebound when you can, help out in those margin areas, and just he just looks like he'll be able to do it. I also like that he's got a pretty good frame and he's got that 7-1 wingspan, so maybe he will be someone who can switch defensively, and you mentioned the rebounding, that that's something that's important to do if you're going to kind of play in this warrior system a, a little bit. I do think maybe the one way that he can be have some plays run for him would be coming off of screens and shooting. You know, he did take one uh, pretty quickly coming off a, a handoff. He took one pretty deep three. So maybe that's where, uh, and, and, you know, he can get a few trick plays, get to the foul, and he had a pretty high free throw rate for the type of player that he was in college. And so I, I think uh, all that is something you feel good about. And he's just a, a smooth player who just plays smart. I think just someone who I enjoy watching out there on the floor. Yeah, Um Beyond that, I mean, is there anything else? I'm mean, Jessup again, not impressive. wasn't really impressive in his uh, debut either. I, I, at this point, would guess he's probably not going to take up a roster spot on a team that is trying to go, you know, future slash present is going to have Wiseman and and obviously these two rookies on the roster. Like, I doubt Jessup will take up an extra spot. We'll see what happens to the rest of the free agency with the Warriors. Finally, I should ask you this: just your quick thoughts overall on uh, Bielitsa and Porter as additions and the Warriors in general offseason? Yeah, I think they're disappointed. It looks like, as you've said, that they're probably leaning towards not using the Neiman level. And at this point, I understand that because I don't think there is that player who's worth it. Honestly, which you know, is what you're saying, worth it. It's not just the 5.9 million. You're talking maybe 25, 30 ish million on a tax bill. Right, exactly. So, and with the repeater tax this year, you know, I think if I'm Bob Myers for whoever is left, really, you know, maybe if it's Dennis Schroeder or Reggie Jackson, okay. But uh, outside of those guys, I can't go to Joe Lacob with a straight face and say, hey, pay $35 million for Isaac Bonga. <laughs> it could be worth a low cost flyer for somebody, maybe not the Warriors, but in any event, yeah. So they didn't get Mills. You know, he probably would have been worth it. They didn't get Batum. Those seem like the two guys that would have been worth spending that on. What do you think of Danny Green? Yeah, well, <laughs> when we, you and I talked about this before the show, like I'd forgotten that Danny Green's the guy who actually injured Clay Thompson. Yeah. So I don't know if there's any bad blood there. Well, Clay's I will never say, I will said that, but nobody has. I will say I asked somebody in the organization about the idea of Danny Green, and they jokingly were like, "You think Clay would sign off on that?" You know, I don't know that that's actually an impediment. Yeah. But yes, I mean, Danny Green did make a defensive effort play in a finals that has altered the career of one Clay Thompson. Yeah, I mean, that's one where I I might think about it. Um, you know, even some of these guards, like, are these guards going to be better than what Jordan Poole was giving them towards the end of last year? You know, I'm, I'm not sure that that's the case. Well, okay. I forgot to ask you about this. The third probably most relevant player in the game tonight from a Warriors perspective, what do you think of Gary Payton as that guy? Yeah. Well, we got we to gotta get back to Porter and Bielitsa, too, because I digress from that question. But, um, yeah, it's it's just tough when he can't shoot it that well and he can't really run pick and roll i mean they if they really only have at this point two guards on the roster Mannion is still unsigned i don't want to count on him 
I mean, the good thing about he's Peyton... destroying it for Italy right now in the Olympics. <laughs> the good thing about Peyton is that he has a ton of athleticism and he can guard and can give you some pace. Smart but, player, good cutter, all that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah the, sh- the shot, like, he's not going to space the floor because def- defenses just won't respect yeah. the shot. Now, and then, now, worth noting, I mean... They they've made JTA into a guy who can, can hit shots, mm-hmm. right? And, and Peyton hit a couple tonight. Yeah. So I mean, maybe, it, but uh, I think if they do keep him around, you know, his contract guarantees for six hundred k in a few days. So it's hard to imagine that they would keep him around for that. Also, since he was on a two year minimum, his number is a little bit higher than if they were to just cut him and re-sign him. And I don't know if you would want to agree to that to come back. And maybe there's another team that would give him guaranteed money. I mean, he definitely is a very good NBA athlete. So someone you'd like to have in your system, but it's just, and maybe there are better options out there. They might feel like this year's Brad Wanamaker would be more of a priority. Oh no. Potentially. Don't say it. Uh, okay. Be elite Porter quick before I get you out of here. Yes. Yes. Good subject change. Uh, so Porter, a good high upside signing, but obviously, I mean, has one of the worst, medical sheets in the league at this point and you know with his hip injury which seems like a chronic thing foot injury now you might say hey all they need him to be is healthy for two months at the end of the year and it was back a lot last year too and like the film it's not even just the games miss you pop on the film and you're like that's a player that seems like he's playing pretty compromised last season compared to if we went to his best season on the wizards he just looked like a different level athlete with different more burst well yeah and also he got fat with Chicago too. I mean, that was the. That's just quite frankly what what happened. I think maybe maybe that was intentional because he felt like he's always told he was too skinny, or you know who knows what that was. Uh, but he's obviously going to be a, a motivated player. We saw it with Nick Batum, who also uh, got a bit corpulent in uh, Charlotte on the end of a big contract. That the same, maybe the same thing will happen for Porter, and uh, that's. He, if healthy, he's exactly what they need. We will probably know early in camp, or you know, preseason, like what how, what kind of shape did he come into? Just how how good does he look? Even remember Nick Young? Remember the Nick Young experience with the Warriors? They kind of knew early on, like ah, he's not where they wanted him to be. Just from a conditioning standpoint, we may know quick with Porter. Yeah, will Steve be making the uh, Nick Young, D'Angelo Russell memorial? He's got to get into better shape in camp. Comments to the media. We'll see. Bielitsa. Floor, um, floor space and big that they need next to Draymond. Yeah, I mean, they have the, they never have shooting at those positions, it seems like, right? And so he can take deep threes when you've seen him hit huge shots at the end of games for the Kings at times from way out. And he's also a passer and cutter in the, the Warriors' system. The question is defensively, can he hold up? It really does seem, though, like, they're trending towards just they're going to play Draymond at center a lot more. They maybe they feel like number one with his offensive limitations that have become more stark by the year, and number two that he did actually hold up playing center just fine. Which I think Steve always felt like, well, we don't want to put that on him, but he played center twenty minutes a game for a lot of last year, and it doesn't appear like a veteran center option is in the offing and. So they go into it just with Looney and Draymond. You know, Wiseman. I guess he's he's walking around looking fine. So I guess he'll probably be back. But but yeah, he's. I talked to him a little bit uh, yesterday. He he seems pretty encouraged where he's at physically. I mean, and and everyone you talk to does believe he'll be ready for camp, which 
you know, that's you don't know with the meniscus. You saw how long it took for Jaron Jackson. And I must say about Jaron Jackson, Memphis was always like, going to be ready soon, going to be ready soon. And it really dragged on. So it's not a sure thing, but physically – Wiseman, I mean, I saw him out there shooting set shots on the court. Like, he's already doing some stuff on the court. So, that's a good sign. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, but, you know, they're going in really without an established center option, which you thought maybe they would need to do. Um, so, you know, I mean, if I had to guess, I still think Wiseman will probably start at center next it's, year. It's def- I, I'm not sure game one. I mean, depends on, like, if he really has a full camp. Yeah. Like, they're going to, you know, it'll be full camp, full preseason. Like, he'll have to shut. Like, he's not just going to be handed it. I'd say no. that. He'd have to go win the job. Right. But, I mean, Looney is just uh, that combination of him and Draymond offensively is pretty rough. I mean, one, now, obviously, the numbers were terrible with Wiseman out there, too. Yeah. But One of the things I would say about why, like, not he has to go win the job, but at the same time, if he shows, uh, you know, an at, like, they'll, they're ready to hand it to him when he proves it, right? It won't be like, you got to go rip it from Looney. It's just like, please go beat Looney. Yeah, Joe, Joe Lacob's going to be sitting in there in, in the coaches' meetings uh, after he, uh, you know, oh. picks out some snippets of uh, practice footage of Wiseman. Going, uh, so we're going uh, Wiseman at the five and uh, Kaminga at the three tonight, correct? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, good good, uh, good start here for this yeah. Warriors draft, which I think we both liked pretty well coming in. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. All right, Nate, appreciate you coming on. Everyone dunked on podcast. Uh, if if you're looking for more Nate's work, and I believe we are going to have a Warriors plus minus with me, Marcus, and Tim tomorrow. I believe. Talk to you then.